0: Good evening. Welcome to Pine View Bible Study. I'm uh, Elder Anthony Meadows.
1: And I'm Brenda Meadows.
0: And we'd like to share with you today uh, a Bible study. We, come, we appear the third week, the third Wednesday of every month. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about spiritual transformation. Amen. Amen. Before we get started, first of all, giving honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is the head of our lives, and to our pastors, and to all the leaders and all the saints of the Most High God. Amen. We greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, we ask that you would have your way today. Have Use your
1: way, us. Jesus. Thank you, God.
0: To present your word with clarity, simplicity, error free. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. You all, Hallelujah. Let's thank give God you. a hand, praise. Thank Hallelujah. God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for your word. Hallelujah. We thank you. Thank you, God. Uh, last week we were talking about transformation. And we were talking about uh, the prodigal son mm-hmm. and how the prodigal son uh, came to himself. And by coming to himself, he was fully restored. But today we're going to take a different approach. We have in the slide behind us uh, a transformation in the natural. You see a, a caterpillar as he goes through the various stages and becomes a butterfly. And usually, we use uh, natural things to kind of give a picture to spiritual things. Mm-hmm. One thing about this, I believe is called metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. There's a process that you have to go through. And usually that process is in spiritual transformation, it's a lifetime process. There is no graduation in this program. I got some seniors here and they will tell you they're still being on the uh, potter's wheel, being molded and shaped. We do not arise. So all of us are in this together. This lesson uh, hopefully can reach the seasoned saint down to the newcomer or somebody who's just interested in finding out things about the Lord. Mm -hmm. We believe that the word of God will accomplish what it's sent out to do. So, as we go to the next slide... Whatever.
1: Transformation starts with everything we see, hear, believe, and in the process of that, it creates our thoughts.
0: And we talked a little bit about this uh, last week, about protecting your eye-gates, your ear... Not last week, last time we were up. Your eye gate, your ear-gate, the things that you allow to come into yourself, because they form the kind of person you are and the things that you believe. Uh, People who come from different eras, different time periods, they have a a set belief because this is things that they've heard, you know, most of their lives. You know, I don't wanna say, you know, how old we are, but there was a time when we would do a Bible study and it wouldn't be a laptop in front of us. We would have books laid out on this table and you know and we would go from that perspective but today we have technology and you know we're using that and that's a great gift because it is accelerating the Word of God in this world. Mm-hmm. Amen. It is reaching from every corner of the earth. Right. But the scripture talks about how can they hear unless they have a preacher. God has anointed his teachers to explain, proclaim his word so people can get an understanding. Mm -hmm. And there's Proverbs that talks talks about with all you're getting, get an understanding. Right. And so that's what we're here to do. Just bring some understanding to the word of God and understanding into transformation. So as we see, The things that you hear, believe, create your thoughts. What are you listening to? Who's creating your thoughts today? Mm -hmm. Where do you get your information from? Mm -hmm. Is it the news? Is it social media? Is it uh, co-workers? Some people get information from songs and use different, there's different avenues where you can develop a mindset, basically. And, you know, with these computers today, whatever you search, they have a device in them that will direct you toward sites that you search. Mm -hmm. And therefore, they try to shape your opinions about things based on the questions that you ask. But in spiritual transformation, we're going to go to uh, the next slide, please. Could you read it, Brenda? Okay. It says, So faith comes by hearing. What is told, what is heard comes by preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ the Messiah himself. And that's from Romans 10, 17 from the uh, Amplified Bible. A lot of you may be used to, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We tend to base most of our opinions on what, Not what we hear in media, but what comes across through the Word of God. That's our filter for our lives. Uh, We don't use the latest fad because that changes. What was popular when uh, I was a young man is not popular now. The the thought of the day from back in my time in the 70s is not the thought of the day today where we're at you know some 40 50 years later right but a lot of the things that i the mindsets comes from that time when you're impressionable Mm -hmm. as a youth as a young person as an adult trying to find your way because you're looking for answers of life right uh to have a spiritual transformation you have to Look into the Word of God, and the Word of God is alive. Uh, and the King James, it says it's quick; mm-hmm. it gives life. It's not just words on a piece of paper or a book or on the internet. It's actually a living organism. Mm-hmm. The Word of God actually creates because God created the world through His words.
1: Amen. Yep.
0: And we create our life through words, Mm -hmm. through the word of God. So then faith, that's trusting and believing in God. That comes by hearing the word of God or also what is known as the will of God. We go to the next slide. Faith is is the essential thing in our journey, I've heard it called, is the currency of our lives as a Christian. Mm -hmm. Faith is the uh, active force because the scripture says from Hebrews 11, verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please and to be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out.
1: Amen.
0: Faith connects us to this relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. We believe his words, we study his words, we study his life, and then in turn in us studying his life and studying his words it causes us to change. Because like I said before, those words are alive. And the key to it, if you don't believe, anything I'm talking about today will not work for you. Faith can change your life. The word of God can change your life. Got any comments on that?
1: Um, So right here where it says... um, for whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe in him without belief we can't make it through believing in God that he exists and that he is a rewarder of us that diligently seek him just think about you know when when you pursue a natural mate and when you pursue a natural mate, then there's a reward on the other side. You either get a date, a next date, or you end up getting a marriage. So there's a reward in a relationship. So just as there's a reward in a re, in a human relationship, there's also a reward in the, our relationship with God. Our relationship with God, that reward is different. So in that re, in in that regards, we get the rewards and the benefits of. Living in Christ, we get the reward and the benefit of being in touch with Jesus. We get the reward and the benefit of knowing Him and serve, even serving Him. We get the reward and the benefit of just being close to God. So when you're close to God, then you get all these other benefits. I mean, they they they're they're not. Um, uh, we don't take them lightly. But there are tangible rewards as well that we get in being in relationship with God.
0: Yes. Uh, one of them is uh, healing. Healing. Peace. Peace. Love. Joy. Amen. Righteousness. Mm-hmm. Patience. Right? Yes. Forgiveness. All, all of that are the benefits. Mm-hmm of pursuing God and pursuing a relationship with Him. Amen. Can you think about a time when you come to your, you know, your wits in about a situation because you tried to fix it, Mm -hmm. you tried to make things happen, but it came down to the point where you had to just trust God. Amen. And He made a way for you.
1: Yes, all of my life. (laughs) Amen. All of my life.
0: Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We found out that looking into the Word of God as our light pulse or as our guide, and acknowledging God before we make a decision as a couple. All right. He, you can have a peace, a conversation that we have. We say we we don't use the words we don't know. All right because God knows. Mm -hmm. So we try to plug into God and get the wisdom from God. And and the scripture said, Jesus has been made wisdom unto us. Mm -hmm. So he said, if anybody lacks wisdom, let them ask of God. Mm -hmm. So when we don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. we rely on that wisdom that comes from God. Right. Now going back into uh, The next slide should be our thoughts, dictate our actions, and are the root of life problems. Have you ever, think about this, as much as you know about God, you know, where each and everybody is at in their relationship, when you decided to obey what God has shown you in his word, or what you have heard in time of prayer, has it ever caused you a problem? to be obedient to God
1: No. Nope.
0: Mm-hmm. has it ever
1: okay so I would maybe because sometimes um, answering the call of God is not always just easy per se mm-hmm. so in answering the call of God sometimes it's not what our will desire is so because it's not what our will desire is it causes us a little bit of a hiccup until we get on board with what God wants for our lives
0: and then there's times when what we want to do and what we see that what God wants to do right sometimes you don't want to be as gracious or forgiving about a situation you want to hold on to it and God is telling you to let that thing go. Okay. And usually the struggle is in on our carnal nature. Right. Right. Which has been crucified with <laughs> it's Christ. It's being
1: crucified. When it is being crucified.
0: <laughs> no, we're dead. We're dead to our carnal nature. Yes. Amen. That's what, that's what we desire to live at.
1: That's where we desire to live at. So I, I want to say too, our thoughts dictate our actions. So when we think about our thoughts dictating our actions, we can think about it prior to coming to salvation and while we're in salvation. So just say for instance, you know, when we have thoughts, then they, they take us somewhere. Our thoughts always take us somewhere. So say for instance, um, Uh, I had a situation today, a little girl, a young lady was disrespectful to a teacher. So I started talking to her about her thoughts and she was saying, I just get so upset. And I said, well, you have, I said, can you, I said, one teacher told her, you can just walk away. She said, well, I can't just do that. I need to say something. I said, okay, so if you need to say something, then what you need to do is maybe count to 10 and calm down before you say something because you still need to be respectful to, a, to an adult. So all of her thoughts was thinking about where she was emotionally. So when we have thoughts that, that propel us into our emotion, then they can dictate a whole set of circumstances that we don't really want for our lives.
0: Hmm. while you were talking about that, thoughts and emotion, what's the, if you break down that word emotion, motion means movement, right? right? Mm-hmm. So our thoughts cause us to act. Right. Spiritually, when we put the word of God into us, right. our thoughts cause us, us to, to act, act and, and obey. obey. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you say motion. You know, you don't want to be ruled by your emotions, but right. God gave us emotions, emotions to move us from one spot to another. Right. But we're supposed to use the, the godly emotions, the godly emotions.
1: Right. Right. And in using and, and in using our emotions, if we operate based on the premise of the word of God, then we move in the right direction. But if we operate based on the mode of our flesh or being carnal, then we won't get to where we're trying to go.
0: Hmm. Let's go to the next. next. Uh, yeah, here we go. How many times have these words on this uh, particular slide cause you to have an action behind them? Mm-hmm. Fear, there's an action behind it. Right. Worry, there's an action behind it. It could either stop you from doing something or cause you to do something. Mm-hmm. Doubt, unbelief, there's an action behind it. Right. Because if you don't believe, you won't move forward. Right. Shame, wow. This is another one, and especially you find around uh, church settings, a lot of people feel shame of over what they've done that whole emotion will cause you to withdraw from the very thing that can help you. Mm -hmm. Because shame, shame has no purpose, none, none. None. I don't believe that we should be ashamed because Jesus took every penalty on that cross
1: for us. Amen, amen.
0: He even knew when we wouldn't know better. Mm -hmm. He even knew when we wouldn't do better, right? But not to go blatantly and say, well, yeah, well, God knows me and I'm just gonna do what I want to do. Not that. God forbid. God forbid. We're not gonna continue <laughs> in sin. But shame is, I believe, is is rooted in fear of what somebody else thinks about you. Guilt, because a lot of people talk about shame and guilt, guilt is what you feel over what you've done. But shame is directed at what other people think like, you know, right now we could be sitting up here thinking, oh, we, we're messing up and we don't we know what all these people out here we don't know are saying or making comments about us. You know, who do they think they are? And, you know, we, you know, start to feel shame and, you know, and shy and all that kind of stuff. What, is that godly? No. No, it's not because we're not here to impress anybody. No, right. No. We want to demonstrate. The love of God Mm -hmm. that's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which He has given us. Mm -hmm. So, if you have fear, worry, doubt, shame, I just have to be honest with you that's sin.
1: Right. Right. I used to uh, use this little (laughs) phrase if you worry, don't pray. And if you pray, don't worry. You know, because when you think about it, you know, if you're worrying and you're all upset and you you and it's not really going to change anything, but you can really count on prayer to change something, even if it's changing us, changing our view as to how we see it. So instead of worry, instead of fear, instead of allowing any of these emotions to uh, overtake us, then we should just pray.
0: You know, I would ask, ask the question, what's the opposite of fear? You can shout it out. Love. Love, I heard love. Okay. Anybody else? The opposite of fear. Faith. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the opposite of doubt? Confidence. Confidence. Belief. Belief. Mm-hmm. What's the opposite of words? Peace. 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 Right? Yes. And shame. What's the opposite of shame?
1: Confidence.
0: Confidence. What else? It's a freedom not to be shamed. You're free. Mm -hmm. Free. It's a free to be who you are. You're free to make mistakes. You're free to live this life without you worrying about what somebody else is thinking about you. Because remember, shame is rooted in what I think other people think. Uh, You know, I'm not a big social media type person or anything, so I, I don't know. But I hear people say that they are comments and things like that on their social media will drive people to break off relationships because what a stranger will write down you know about you know but that's these things have to be eliminated so next slide please so how do we go about this most of our thinking is based on the world's concepts and the thoughts that are opposed to the nature of God in Romans 12 and 2 can you read that?
1: Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourself what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God even the things which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Amen. That's what I was speaking about earlier when I was talking about um, sometimes we might not know what's best or sometimes we might not see a decision as being good for us at the time, but God knows what's best for us.
0: Also, it talks. This is the uh, amplified version. Also, it talks about ch- being transformed, right? And it says, uh, "By the entire renewal of your mind, your mind is your is the arena of faith. The whole battle of everything with transformation is basically dealt with between your ears." And. It says that you may prove for yourself what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm -hmm. What is the will of God? Anybody? The
1: will of God. It's the word of
0: God. It's the word of God. Mm -hmm. The will of God is the word of God. Yes. That's so we have to allow God's word to change us. Mm
1: -hmm. So sometimes when we say we might say uh, well I don't understand God's will or I don't know God's will. If you want to understand his will and know his will, just read his word. It will clearly explain explain to you what the will of God is.
0: Okay, next. Next slide. Go ahead. This one.
1: Once we are in Christ, our thoughts will not dictate our actions. We were talking earlier about how our thoughts dictate our actions. So once we're in Christ, and we allow the Word of God to change us, and we allow the Word of God to go down in us, and to root, and to take root, and to cause that old mindset that we had to change, then we're no longer controlled by the dictates or the thoughts of our uh, previous life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians ten four and 5, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So the weapons that we have to use to combat thoughts are prayer, the word of God, even fellowship combats uh, uh, thoughts that are not right. Because sometimes, you know, the perfect counsel of Christians can help us uh, have a better view as opposed to just counseling with ourselves. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. and we have to think about those strongholds that are in our minds. The strongholds are things that are set up that are against God. that's what those strongholds are. and so we have to actually pull those down casting down is it casting them down with the uh, casting down the imagination and every high thing because there are things in life there, I mean, sometimes, you know, there are things in life that that sometimes we even exalt. Sometimes things that I, we can exalt a job, we can exalt a family member, we can exalt status, we can exalt a car, a house, we can exalt any of those things. So we have to pull down the imagination of our mind and bring every thought into the captivity and to the obedience of Christ because those things are just things and if we if we if we want to pursue that relationship with God then we have to be willing to cast down everything for him.
0: Amen. So the question is, next slide please. How to combat concepts and thoughts of the world? Mm -hmm. How do you handle thoughts? You don't cancel thoughts with other thoughts. Right. You cancel thoughts with words. With words. Could you read?
1: Sure. Mark 11 22 through 24 in the King James Version said, And Jesus answered, saying unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart and shall believe that those things which he shall which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith therefore i say unto you what things soever ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them so in other in in other words when we are when we are combating uh, negative thoughts or when we're combating even something someone said when we're combating any of that we have to say something back to it even at that doctors report that you didn't want to hear you can say back to that doctor I don't believe that you can say the blood of Jesus is against that I believe my healing has taken place you can talk back to any negativity that comes toward you because when you speak back to it the bible says that we can say to this mountain be thy removed and be it cast into the to the sea so you have to say something in order for uh, that thing to be removed
0: so your words are important in this in verse 20 23. For verily I say unto you, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. This is right after he had uh, cursed the fig tree, and you know they came back and they seen it, and, and you know, they were all like, Oh, that's that fig tree that you cursed. And he told them, first you gotta have faith in God. Mm-hmm. You have to believe God. Right. And he said, therefore, that whatsoever you say unto this mountain, mountains in your life, worry depression, fear, mm-hmm. sickness, disease, death anything that's a mountain that opposes God's will for your life, right. you can speak to it with words out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And usually when I speak to a situation, I will find a couple of scriptures and say what God has said about that particular situation. Amen. If it's for healing, You know, I'll say the scripture that says, by his stripes, I was healed. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about, uh, you know, me being in a a blessed situation, that God hath blessed me with all spiritual blessings, and that I'm seated in heavenly places Mm -hmm. with Christ, Jesus. Amen. So, I speak the word Mm -hmm. to situations. That's
1: what we have to speak.
0: I put the word of God in my mouth, and I hear my Mm -hmm. mouth say it. And it becomes kind of automatic in order to be able to do that. I have to know the word of God. I have to study the word of God and spend time. with it. Remember, the word of God, like I said before, is not just, you know, something that was written on the book. Even though there's history in the Bible, there's poems in the Bible, there's letters in the Bibles, there's prophecies in the Bible. All scripture is given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So it is useful for us to use as our weapon.
1: It is a living document, a living document. And when you were talking about um, uh, worry and things that the word combat, you know, I was just thinking about how um, we have to make sure that when we're when we're talking, that it is the word of God. I mean, you, I mean, you can't just say something and it you know, make something happen. You have to actually use the Word of God.
0: Yeah, and you got to watch out for things like, you know, God says God help them who help themselves. God didn't say that. That's just a fable. I think Ben Franklin said that. You know, or, or or quote something, you know, that's not dealing with the covenant that we have with God right now and trying to apply it from a covenant that was that's been done away. Right. So, when you just can't just pick out a scripture and then say, "Okay, I'm going to stand on this scripture." Uh, and then somebody say, "Well, over here in the gospel, you say he's supposed to pluck out your eye if your eye offends you. What you going to do about that?" So, that comes from rightly dividing the word of God. Right. So, that's that's why you have to study. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, you have to have you have to have teachers. You have to fellowship with other believers. Iron sharpens irons. We help each other. We're helpers one to another. Right. But remember, if you don't get anything out of this today, remember, watch your words. Listen mm-hmm. to what you're saying. Amen. Oh, they just get on my nerves. You know, I'm just sick and tired of that. Mm-hmm. Can you believe what these people are doing? Mm-hmm. That's
1: Every- what you can expect. <laughs> that's what you can
0: expect. Something to get on your
1: nerves, for you to be sick and tired. That's what you can. That's what you can expect. Whenever you can just simply whisper, "Jesus, help me," or "Jesus," you know, and then you know, you will find that even in saying the saying the name of Jesus, it will calm you down in a in a tense situation.
0: Amen. Just just quick testimony. We're riding through the hills in West Virginia in the winter time. <laughs> I'm driving. It's snowing. It's icy. Any of y'all been down 77 going? To, West Virginia, riding through there, the roads are on an angle. So as the car starts sliding, I just kind of hit Brenda. And she, Jesus, Jesus, the car straight. No, I'm asleep, really. <laughs> the car straightened right back up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on the side of a truck, you know, and I'm, I'm hanging on, you know, and and I just, I just kind of hit it. Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And and we got through.
1: Yeah.
0: We got through.
1: Praise God. Praise
0: <laughs> God. <laughs> Call on him. Hey, he's he's an ever-present help. In time of trouble. In time of trouble. Amen. Remember, put the words in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Speak the word. But also, you can't doubt in your heart. Mm -hmm. You can't doubt in your heart and say, I believe in my head, but I doubt in my heart. That that doesn't work. You You gotta believe what God says is true. Amen. I mean, really, if this chair that I'm sitting on, I believe that it will support me and my actions by sitting on it, you know, give evidence that I believe it. So when I go on the word of God and the situation, when a situation comes up and I speak the word of God, I do it in belief right. and I put an action behind it. Mm-hmm. If it says, you know, the word of God says, forgive, I forgive. If the word of God says to uh, you know give, I give because mm-hmm. I believe it. I I believe that you cannot lose banking all your efforts on the word of God. That you will always be successful. Always. Let's go to the next uh, slide. We'll Moving right along here.
1: How to be strong in the Lord. Ephesians six and ten and the mev be strong in the lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for our fight is not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places So when we're when we're to be strong in the Lord, putting on the whole armor of God, it just simply means that we have we 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 protect our head, we protect our heart, we gird ourselves, we put on the right thing on our feet, and um, we have a slide later on to show you the armor of God. So in in putting the armor of God on, you have and having the helmet on. The helmet of salvation. So that's that's like one of the first steps that we take is to gain is to um, uh, go to God and receive salvation, and then to have on the breastplate of righteousness. As Pastor was talking Sunday, we are the righteousness of God, and in being the righteousness of God, it is through the Word of God teaching us and showing us how to apply the righteousness of God.
0: Go ahead. You Okay, let's go to the next slide.
1: Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your waist girded with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace, and above all. Take the shield of faith with which ye will be able to extinguish all the fiery arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God.
0: Okay, uh, let's go to the next slide. Okay, that's it. This is what uh, Brenda was talking about. This is a whole lesson in itself on the armor of God. But one thing you notice, there is nothing on his back because we go forward. We don't, we don't fight from the, from the back. The breastplate of righteousness protects our vital parts. The helmet of salvation gives us the mind of Christ. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. The truth, our loins girded about with truth if you were to uh, lift something heavy, you ever notice how weight weightlifters have this belt that they wear mm-hmm. for support? We're supported by the truth, amen. And steal the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts. But our our faith is what we believe, and we and we hold that up, and mm-hmm. that protects you know the whole body. There's so many different teachings on this, but we're just using this as just an outline right now, mm-hmm. and we'll get into it more deeper at another time and the preparation for the gospel of peace, that our steps are ordered by the Lord, mm-hmm. that we're, we're bringing forth the good news of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, Amen. and his infilling and indwelling spirit in us. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. So there was a few words that we pulled out of this. Go to the next slide. How to be strong. You know, in the world, most of us would think to be strong you know is you know it's uh, a force going out but it says resist Mm
1: -hmm. right because when we resist the devil the bible said that he will flee from us so our resistance is not just a struggle or a resistance of strength it's a resistance with the word of god so when you resist even as jesus did when he was taken up to the high mountain and um, he satan asked him to make these stone make those stones bread he he said get thee behind me satan and that's a type of resistance that we have to resist the devil with because our weapons are not Forceful, they're, but they're 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 not carnal. They're mighty through God, and part of that is using the Word of God to combat the enemy.
0: Oh, just another little side note. Uh, what does it say? What does the Bible say when you're tempted? What should you do? You tell them. Flee. <laughs> <laughs> That's the time when we get out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flee. But let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> James 4, 6, and 8.
1: But he gives more grace, therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. And this is the verse that I was speaking of. Humble humility cures worldliness. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So this is the verse I was speaking of earlier because our resistance is not like the world's resistance. Our resistance is uh, through prayer and fasting and and uh, uh, reading the word of God and, and even operating in peace. That's a part of resistance because we are in a world now where, uh, you know, people want to just come up against you just for any type of reason. They, it, it doesn't even have to be something big or major. It can just be a small thing, and they just want to come up against you. And so it's, we have to make a decision as Christians to impart light and joy and peace in this world that we're living in. Good.
0: Let's go to the next slide.
1: The next one says, stand. Ephesians 6.13, Therefore... Take up the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Stand. Yeah.
0: Don't be moved off the truth of the word of God. Mm-hmm. Be rooted and grounded in the word. Amen. Stand firm. Regardless of what's the popular thought of the day, mm-hmm. stand firm. But remember, your stance is based in love. Not a stance in self-righteousness, not a stance in condemnation of anybody else. And remember, we're not Mm -hmm. wrestling against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against people. Mm -hmm. We're wrestling against spirits. Mm -hmm.
1: And even on that note, even when it seems like a person is coming up against you, then you have to recognize that it's actually not that person that's coming up against you, but it's the spirit that is coming up against you. And you can you can rebuke that spirit, but at the same time you can show that person love the person behind the, the, because the spirit behind the person sometimes doesn't want to treat you the right way. So you you know we're, when he was talking about we're wrestling against spirits. We're not wrestling against that person, per se, but we're wrestling against the spirit that's within that
0: person. The evil influence. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the next slide.
1: Ephesians six fourteen and 15. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having at your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace.
0: You shall know the truth and the truth shall
1: make you free.
0: Amen. Let's go to the next slide because we're coming up, we're getting ready to close here.
1: Pulling down strongholds referred to demolishing walls of resistance to God in a person's mind. So when we pull down strongholds, we're, we're, we're getting rid of all the old thoughts. We're getting rid of all of our own misconceptions uh, that don't line up with the word of God. We're getting rid of all of that. So when we get rid of all of that, then that's whenever we can start to replace and build that relationship with God.
0: Okay, uh, the next slide, please.
1: How to gain the mind of Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known up to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ
0: Jesus. One. The next slide after that, I think this is it
1: meditate on these things. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The thing which you learn and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you.
0: Amen. Amen. At this time, we're getting ready to close. But I would like to offer you an opportunity. If you heard anything that you would like to learn more, contact our church. And they'll have somebody to talk to you and explain this and uh, give you better biblical understanding of things that we share. But none of this works if you don't believe. None of this works if you don't have a an intimate relationship with Jesus. Amen. Jesus died for your sins. So if you're out there watching this right now, whenever you watch this, make the quality decision to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life. Follow him into the waters of baptism and be baptized in Jesus name and receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the scriptural evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen. And if you believe and you have not received the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I say right now, just raise your hand to God. Because mm-hmm. the scripture says, how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? So right now I'm believing that those who have looked at this, have made a decision to give their life to Christ, that God will give you everything that he has promised. Amen. Our God is a covenant-keeping God. He's true Amen. to his word. And we thank you for this time together. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank we you, thank Lord. you for being thank able you, to Lord. speak in the people's life. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.